Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Trek Film Society, the Star Trek podcast on Talk Film Society. What? Sounds right. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm Mike and today I'm with uh, my two co-hosts, which hopefully will be as always Marcelo the fearless leader of, of uh, Talk Film Society. Some would call me Admiral of Talk Film Society. I don't know who that would be yeah. uh, who called me that. But uh, yes, yes, I, I am two here. two minutes ago. <laughs> That's right, off mic. <laughs> we, we had that conversation. But yes, I'm the editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society. Hello. And Diego. How's it going, Diego? Hello. I'm so ha- happy to be back with you guys after Bayhem. Uh, I guess you could call me Helmsman Crespo, which <laughs> yeah, which is not a thing people call me. But we're just gonna we're just gonna do it. We're just yeah, gonna have our our Star Trek titles. They're gonna start calling you that from now on. Maybe yeah. it will be now. Yeah. yeah, you never know, right? Yeah. And and Mike, you're the you're the captain now. I guess I am by default, <laughs> Captain Snafu. All right. So. What are we doing here? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know. I think that Talk Film Society needed a Star Trek podcast, <laughs> right? We, we, we've had every other kind of podcast. And, of course, Mike's like, hey, why not Star Trek? And I'm like, uh, Mike, you've never hosted a Star Trek before, I mean, a Star Trek podcast before, right? So <laughs> I've never done it before, <laughs> so I should... Um, for, for those who don't know, I, I have hosted a Star Trek podcast or two or three or four hundred on uh, a network called Trek.fm. And the thing about Trek FM is it's great. And it's one of the, the, the leading fan outlets for Star Trek. But Star Trek fans, they don't really accept criticism too (laughs) tremendously well and i always wanted to do a star trek podcast where we look at star trek critically you know i mean you can love something and still think that parts of it are bad right yeah i I think so i I think i think we did that with uh, our last series uh, bayhem pretty well right yeah yeah Yeah, i mean it's a little silly that this feels like a revelatory statement because you're absolutely not wrong. And yet, (laughs) and yet, (laughs) I mean, it's just a thing. I think it's a different, it's a different audience. It's a different way of looking at things. People who listen to talk film society are movie fans and movie fans know that most movies are maybe not tremendously great. Right. So it's kind of about finding the great stuff and celebrating the great stuff, but also, you know, letting people know that maybe this thing over here isn't so great. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with not liking something or being disappointed by something or whatever. And, you know, my my co-host for a lot of these things, Max and I started off doing like a, a non-Star Trek podcast, a movie podcast where we would, you know, just naturally talk about Star Trek a lot. And we got, you know, kind of... Uh, entangled with some Star Trek podcast people and they they were all really cool and we decided that we wanted to get involved with that because it seemed like such a great community and it is such a great community but like the very first thing we did was like an episode on like Voyager and we were talking about how it's not that great and boy 
that was a lesson right there. Like people do not want to hear it. You know, the, the common response is like, why are you even doing a podcast about this thing if you hate it so much? <laughs> and it's like, well, we don't, but also there's a lot more to it than that, right? So I want to get into the into the stuff which is a lot more to it than that. I want to be able to critically look at this stuff. And by the way, I don't hate any of these movies. Like even the ones that people hate, I don't hate them. So, you know, but still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 uh, especially for talk from society, it's, it's a good place, like you said, Mike, where you can have a Star Trek show or, you know, Michael Bay show or a Star Wars show, you know, uh, and have it, uh, it's, it's a more general audience. We're, we're not just one type of film fan at Talk Film Society, which I'm happy about. I mean, we, we also had an anime podcast for, for a while there. So, yeah, I think <laughs> nobody's going to come, come into these as, I, I would assume, I don't know, uh, as like hardcore Star Trek fans and coming at us with pitchforks. Uh, after I say something stupid like "Hey, uh, first contact is boring," I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't predict that's going to happen. But you know, we'll see. But uh, Mike, you're, you're in the, you came at me with this idea, and like, perfect. You know, I, I would love to do another series, obviously with you, Mike, and then we brought in Diego um, because I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. The fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and <laughs> Mike obviously is, and Diego. I mean, you, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess now we can get into why we're here, why Marcelo and Diego are here, right? Because you wanted to have this series be just, uh, Mike, you're leading us, you know, uh, through these Star Trek films and, 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 get, and also um, suggesting episodes for us to watch as we go through these with, uh, so we can come in with a better understanding of these movies, right? Yeah, to give them historical context and whatnot. But, but I mean, the other thing there is it's like, there, there's certainly a thing which I see since I've got, you know, a foot in both worlds, so to speak, you know, the, the Star Trek community and the film community, whenever there's something new, especially a movie which comes out, it's really interesting to see the reaction of film fans versus the reaction of Star Trek fans, right? They're coming at them from two completely different perspectives and there's really not a whole lot of overlap. I mean, you talk to you know, a lot of film critics and they'll say that the J.J. Abrams movies are the best by far. And you talk to a lot of Star Trek fans and they'll say that they are the worst by far, you know? So it's, it's just kind of interesting to see those two perspectives and I see where both are coming from. And I, I wanted to get the person, cause obviously on the Star Trek podcast, and I have done like literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I'm always talking to Star Trek fans, right? Or, or 99% of the time. And I like the idea of talking to people who, sure, you you like Star Trek, but first and foremost, you look at them as movies, right? And I think that that's a really cool perspective to have in something which is lacking from most Star Trek podcasts. Yeah, because I'll say myself, like, I... You know, I, I've only seen the first two seasons of the original series. That's um, all you need to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that, but yeah. yeah. And and then other than that, like, I have seen all the movies before, most of them just once, like, years ago. 
But I, I, I should also say uh, Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I watch it almost every birthday of mine. It's, it's, and, a, it's a special movie in my heart. And, and that, to me, was also key <laughs> to having you uh, do this show with me. Because I find it absolutely fascinating that one of your all-time favorite movies is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> like, I would say you probably like it more than me, right? Yes. I think that's that's accurate. And yet... When I asked you, like, what do you think about Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, the direct sequel to Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, you're like, I've never seen it. <laughs> no, right? well, yes, that, that was the case. I, I think um, you had me on an episode of your podcast, maybe, where I did see it for the first time. I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I did. I, I, I did eventually see. Oh well. Or maybe it was Undiscovered Country. We 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 podcasted on. Yeah. But anyway, I did. I did eventually see. Part three, okay, I did see it, um, but yes, but there was a moment, Mike, where yes, I I, I held Wrath of Khan in high regard, but I had not yet seen <laughs> the sequel to it. And um, that's <laughs> that's how much of a fan I am. Is, no, no, yeah. but I think that that's great because, like, you know, I mean, everybody loves Star Trek three, and and most Star Trek fans like me, you know, saw them like in the same day, like literally for the first time, back to back in the same day, and we can't really separate them from each other. But when you look at it with some distance, you can see that Star Trek three really Alien threes, the Wrath of Khan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it pretty much destroys every single thing that they did in Wrath of Khan. So that's kind of bad. And I like the idea that you can just look at Wrath of Khan and be like, this is a perfect little thing unto itself. It doesn't need anything else. Yeah. Um, kind of how I feel uh, X-Men 2 uh, is mm-hmm. just its own thing. And there yeah. was no... X Men Three, X Men Two had a perfect one. Or X Men yeah. One, just just two. All it was a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, wh- I would have I yeah, gone with you, the, the the other uh, Star franchise and like the Last Jedi, where it's oh yeah, as like yes. its own thing. It's like wow, that's a really terrific movie. It'd be weird if there was a follow up <laughs> that kind of fumbled the ball a little bit, regardless of whether or not the people making it actually felt any negative feelings towards the previous entry. The decisions they made come across as like, whoops. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, like for me, I'm coming from it because I love Star Trek. Star Trek and Alien. Like, I've kind of become a Star Wars Twitter account lately, and I don't know why that is. If I'm being honest, but like, Star Trek and Alien are like the two big ones for me. Lord of the Rings too, but that's not really a franchise. It's kind of like three great movies and then three Hobbit movies that I like, and no one else does apparently. Um, now a TV show. And now a TV show. Uh, hashtag Team J. Bayona. Let's see what he does. Um, but but no, Star, Star Trek's my jam. Uh, I, I first got into it a lot younger. Like, God, I was in middle school. Wrath of Khan was the first one I saw. But, oh no, you know what? I think the very first episode I ever saw was like The Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. Um. And then after I liked that, my mom and my aunt showed me Wrath of Khan. And I was like, this is the shit. (laughs) And I've loved it ever since. But I'm also coming from it a little differently from both of you, where I can like the movies as movies and, and Star Trek adventures. But I'm not too, like, involved with the Star Trek 
fandom, like, at all. I'm just kind of in my own bubble of, like, admiring Star Trek. I've never really been that proactive on on message boards or even, like, Star Trek Twitter. I haven't oh, yeah. kept up with a lot of the shows that are coming out now. So I'm like, maybe I'm fake fake fan now, but... <laughs> Well, I, I was going to ask Diego, how much of the of the shows have you seen? I've seen everything except for all of Voyager and Enterprise. And I've seen a lot of those episodes, like, on Saturday afternoons, and they would air on, like, Channel 5 or 13 in L.A. or whatever. But, like, I, I couldn't tell you anything besides, like, oh, there's the actress from Orange is the New Black as captain <laughs> of the, the, the Voyager. And then... Uh, Scott Bakula, like that's what I remember. I can't, I could not tell you a single thing about those shows, and that that might just be age. That has nothing to say about the quality of those shows. But uh, yeah, but uh, you've got me because I have not seen. I've yeah, I don't think I've seen a single episode of Next Generation. That's my biggest wow. blind spot. Um, okay, maybe once on TV like twenty years ago, but I don't have the foggiest memory of seeing something uh, seeing that epi- an episode of that show all the way through so so you've yeah. seen the entire first two seasons of the original series yes nothing from season three no i don't believe so no that's exactly how it should be and then <laughs> have you seen the animated series at all not at all nope okay all right no. what about you diego have you watched the animated series pockets of it okay. there you go that's another one. i forget about that one I, i've missed a lot of that one too yeah, there's only one good episode, so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then, and then the next generation, you've seen nothing at all. No, I have not. No. Deep That's Space good. Nine. I, no, you, you know what? My my memory of those shows of like Enterprise, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, they're of the TV Guide covers of okay. <laughs> of all the actors on them. Um, <laughs> I, I I I knew Scott Bakula's on it. Uh, who was it? Jerry Ryan wasn't she yeah. on one of them? Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, so that kind of seeped into my head when I was a kid. I never did see any of the episodes though. Okay, I may have seen an, an episode of like Enterprise. Now that I think about it, now that my memory is coming back to me, but no, that yeah, no, I I don't know. I just never got into it. So uh, that's my perspective. Um, okay. Pretty much, I'm I'm on the low end of the. Of the fandom, I guess. Uh, even though Wrath of Khan being in my top five of all time gets me up there a bit. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no low end of the fandom or non-low end of the fandom or anything like that. It's just, you know, what you've seen or what you haven't or whatever. Yeah, it's we're fine. all people, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what we're going to do for this thing, since it is talk film society right we're going to focus on the movies but with each episode of our show we're going to watch one of the movies and then also take a look at an episode from somewhere in the franchise in order to i don't know maybe give it some context maybe uh, in terms of story maybe in terms of production uh, maybe uh, talk about how things have changed or how things have not changed or how things might be different if one person is making it compared to someone else or whatever, you know, we're trying to vary it up in terms of like what the, uh, the connection is. And we're going to try to hit at least one episode of every series on this journey 
in an attempt to sort of give everyone a a, a good cross section of the franchise. And they may not be the best episodes, they may not be the worst episodes, but they'll be somehow significant to the movie that we're discussing. And I think that that's a pretty good strategy, right? Yeah, I absolutely think so because one thing I'm I'm keeping in mind here is how open minded I'm going to be. Um, whatever preconceived notions I have of, let's say, next generation, maybe okay, I'm going to be open about this. Maybe I have some animosity towards that show and those movies because my ex loved them so much, okay. <laughs> and she basically forced me to watch the next generation movies, and I'm like. This is, this is not this is not for me. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier. I think first contact is boring. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but I'm willing to open it up. And yes, I'm I'm hoping those episodes that Mike recommends helps with me being more like, hey, now I understand. Now I get more context um, on why this movie is the way it is, or these characters are the way they are. So yes, I'm coming in with an open mind. I want to be, I want to learn, uh, you know, some things about Star Trek I didn't know before and like have a new appreciation for these movies. So yes, I think it's a good idea having those episodes alongside these movies. I'm really excited to tie them up with uh, the early films because I feel like those are going to be the easiest ones to pair up with like, oh, here's like a kind of adventure they had in the, the, the original series that's kind of similar to this. And then, like later, as it goes on, we're gonna be like, "All right, we're gonna pull from this. We gotta maybe, maybe this one's more appropriate. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe over here." I'm very interested to see if we get anything from the animated series connected. Oh, we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, uh, this is like a um, maybe like an off mic conversation, or just like something I just look up on Google. How easy is it? How easy is it going to be for us to find these episodes? I, I I actually don't know how readily available these episodes are online, Mike. Well, that's the great thing is they're basically on every single streaming service. So if you got Netflix or if you have Amazon Prime or if you have CBS All Access, then you have access to them. And, you know, the, the new the new shows are, are, you know, whatever. They're they're only wherever they are. But um and, and the animated series for some reason just disappeared from Netflix, which is weird. But you know, it's it's they're very easy to find on the whole, which is okay. Great. That's so, good. Yeah. yeah. Um if anything, I'll go to the video store that's still open in, in town and like rents discs of, of these, these shows too. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm excited. I was worried there for a second. I'd have to like subscribe to CBS all access uh, no. or to, to find all this stuff. Nah, nah, you'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, but see, by the time we get to the end, you're going to want to subscribe to CBS all access. <laughs> Is this, has this been all a ploy to get us to subscribe to CBS all access, Mike? Yeah, because I haven't given enough money to the, those <laughs> freaking CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel the need to funnel more money into CBS. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess we should say, as of this recording, we're about what we're just a week into the new Picard show, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. First episode dropped uh, four days ago, something like that. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. It's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's that's that's what I keep hearing. It's good. Um, and uh, I hope to to catch it. Uh, maybe by the time all this is over, too. Yeah, 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 we'll watch at least the first episode for this thing. Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so 
Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll start, you know, we're going to be starting with the motion picture, of course, starting at the very beginning. Star Trek, and, the motion picture? Yeah, Star Trek, <laughs> the motion picture. And, and we're going to be, um, you know, looking at some stuff behind the scenes, too, and everything. I, I mean, I have a pretty pretty decent amount of knowledge about what went down and how these things happened and like historically where we were at in terms of like film culture and Star Trek culture and you know how they came to be and why they are the way they are so we'll get into that um, but more than anything I'm, I'm very curious as to what you guys think about these movies as movies um, but motion picture it's a really interesting place to start I mean, I guess the beginning, so that kind of makes sense. But it's it's an interesting movie to kick this series off with, I think. And have you guys seen the director's edition? No, I actually no. haven't. I didn't oh. know there was one. Yeah, I was about to ask you about this uh, director's edition. Uh, yes. Now, yeah, explain to us. Well, I guess we'll get more in depth about it in the first episode. But uh, yeah, why why the director's edition of this one? Um, well, the director's edition is is definitely what we should be watching, and the reason is because basically they were so far behind schedule when they were making this movie that, and they had you know like a a Christmas you know release date that they needed to hit that they basically didn't finish making the movie. So, uh, like substantial number of the effects were not done yet. The edit was not refined, and you know when you've got the director the director is, you know, the guy who edited Citizen Kane. You'd think you'd want him to be able to refine his edit, but whatever, it didn't happen. So years and years and years later, like 20 years later, um, he was able to go back and he didn't do a, he didn't do a Star Wars special edition. What he did was he made the movie the way he was planning to make it had he not run out of time so there are new effects and everything but they're all like period specific effects and stuff and they're designed to really complete the movie so we should definitely watch the director's edition because it is really kind of like the finished film even though it took an extra 20 years to finish it yeah i'm glad you brought this up because um this is actually something we we've uh, discussed on like my other franchise shows because I'm also doing a Lord of the Rings show and a Star Wars show, but like editions. Um, yeah. It's one thing I'm fascinated by. So, I, well, I have the Blu-rays of these movies. Is 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 the like, if I have the Blu-ray of the, the motion picture, would that edition be on there, or would or would I need to get it somewhere else? No, it's not on there because <laughs> <laughs> because when they were doing the effects in like 1999 or 2000 or whatever, they didn't quite have the foresight to do them in HD. They only did them at DVD resolution. Uh, okay. So wow. you can only get the director's edition in standard edition in standard definition. There no. is supposedly uh, there are talks going on right now to actually remaster it in 4k so that's what everyone's hoping for but because of that when they released the blu-rays they were like this is a celebration of seeing star trek in the theater so we're going to be releasing the theatrical cuts on blu-ray and it's Mm -hmm. like no that's a bunch (laughs) of bullshit you just didn't want to pay to redo the effects in hd for the first one so you know yeah so yes no it, but you can you can rent it on Amazon and stuff. So okay, uh, okay, yeah, it, it is available to stream. Now, um, here's another question. Yeah, or, or what versions of the of the other movies will we need to find? 
There's only two other director's cuts, um, the two Nicholas Meyer ones, Star Trek II, which is very readily available. You can even get it on Blu-ray, and um, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. There is a, there's numerous cuts, but there is a like final director's cut, which was released on DVD, and that one they actually did do in HD, and you can get it in HD like on iTunes and stuff, which is cool. But with those two, if you don't get the director's cut, not the end of the world because it's a few snippets put in here and there, nothing major in terms of changes. But the motion picture, it's like a complete overhaul, like almost like a ground up re-edit in a sense. You know, I mean, it's it's substantially different and substantially better. Interesting. Yeah. So that's one where I think... We should definitely watch the director's edition yeah. if possible. Uh, uh, Diego, you haven't seen this edition, right? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to do both back to back now, and I'm going to do my own little comparisons. But that's, yeah, do do the director's that? edition first because <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, because I, I I'm for certain I haven't seen the director's edition. I've only seen the cut that's on the Blu-ray. So, and I'll talk more about how I feel about that movie once we get to it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to seek out the director's edition for sure cool cool yeah have you seen the director's edition of wrath of khan i'm yes i have yes i have that i bought that um i i mean this is one of those movies i would buy multiple editions of and i bought that new edition that came out um for the 50th anniversary of star trek right um i Uh, i I believe that blu-ray uh Mm -hmm. has that little like uh, a cover on it that says celebrating 50 years of Star Trek. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, a connection I have with Star Trek, I was born on the same day as Star Trek, September 8th. So Star wow. Trek and I share the same birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I have for sure seen that uh, new, uh, well, that cut of um, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. And I'm glad you brought up the 50th anniversary of Star Trek because I have, I have some beef with the way they decided to roll out that fucking anniversary. Oh, yeah. With the fucking just nothing. I mean, there's a movie which we will talk about. And I, I don't want the cadence of my voice <laughs> to sound like I, I have negative feelings about that specific release. I'm just talking about the event itself. They completely botched it. I mean, oh, there's, so... there's no question that they botched it. I mean... They didn't get the show out in time. The movie almost didn't happen because they had to like start from scratch at the last minute. I mean, it was it was a disaster. Yeah. And and when was that? Like two, three years ago. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Unacceptable. (laughs) That's what that that fucking is. uh, That was my thirtieth birthday. So that was fiftieth birthday of Star Trek. That's crazy. Wow. That, that was that was the year that I spent because I was like, we should celebrate the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek. <laughs> this will be a great idea. And I was like, what we should do is there's three hundred and sixty six days in the year, and there's seven hundred and twenty nine episodes of Star Trek. That's almost exactly two episodes per day. So we should do a daily podcast where we go through <laughs> the entire franchise and look at two episodes a day, and. I I started it up, you know, with the help of everyone on the network, you know, tons and tons of people, you know, do I I wasn't doing every single episode myself, but 
you know, as the year went on and people moved on and whatever, you know, it kind of became a thing where it's like, somebody's got to do it. It's got to be me and we can't miss a day. And, you know, so like every single night, like in the second half of that year, I was like editing a podcast and pu- publishing it before going to bed just to make sure that we never missed a day. And we didn't. So, um, But hey, but uh, hey, that's that brings up another point. This series, I mean, it won't be as uh, intense as that. Right, Mike? <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're only covering the movies. And oh, how many movies are there again? There's 13 so far. Yeah, lucky 13. So yeah. this is the intro episode. So in total, 14 episodes? Yes. Yeah, 14 episodes. And, you know, we can do them at our leisure. So we're recording this one in January. So a January of 2020. So if you don't see, you know, the podcast released until like February of 2021, you'll know. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't Took discussed the, re- <laughs> the release dates. Maybe September 8th, maybe the birthday hey. of Star Trek. Hey. Hey. It might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Never know. But who knows? Well, you might get it in after or before. But yeah, we're, we're, we're I like this. This is, this is how we did... Um, well, not by design. This is how we did Bayhem, the Michael Bay podcast. We were in- initially rushing to get it out by summer because we assumed it's a Michael Bay film. It would be a summer release. Nope, no word. And then <laughs> we took our sweet time until they finally said December. So, yeah. But now, you know, I, I like this. We'll-, 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 we'll come at it at a brisk pace in terms of recording. So, yes. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Okay, so for next week or next time, whatever it is, next uh, yeah, next episode, we're going to be watching Star Trek The Motion Picture, and we're going to kick it off with an episode of the original series, Season 2, Episode 3, The Changeling. Ooh. Yeah. And with some of these, I think we should watch the episodes before the movies, and with some of them, we should watch them after. In this case, I think... We should watch the episode before the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I, I would. I would like that uh, uh, distinction. Like maybe at the end of every episode, you go, "Oh, for the next episode, you you watch this one before this or after this." So yes, I like this. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think specifically for the original films, the original six, you were pretty much gonna be watching the the episodes prior, just because of like continuity and how like some of the films kind of uh play up aspects built into the original series uh yeah yeah i think generally speaking that's true although i think there are maybe a few i mean like the episode which i i would suggest for star trek 3 is um one of the very last episodes that that's ever been done and uh, uh but i i i wouldn't I, I would watch that one last. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Diego, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, certainly like with Wrath of Khan, you know, Space Seed is obviously the one to do before. Y- y- you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So I like this. Yes, yes. And, and oh, I just remembered, I also have um, the original series on Blu-ray, so that would be oh. easy. Oh, well, what about this? This is another question. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they remastered those episodes does it matter which which version we watch i mean are, are even the original like versions available uh yes um for for the original series they 
went back in the early 2000s, I think it was, yeah. or like maybe like 2005, and they basically redid all of the visual effects with like CGI effects. The idea being like, oh, you update them for the modern day and then, you know, people will be more interested in watching them since the effects were so cheesy back in 1966. Thing about it is, you know, they had a shoestring budget, you know, so while it's like, wow, that's a cool CGI effect, you know, and, and very much kind of like up to the standards of 2005, you look at them now and you're like, oh, these are just as cheesy, if not more cheesy than the effects from 1966. They were just made 30 years later, you know? So um, I personally, I mean, there are people who swear by those versions and everything. I personally always go with the original versions just because it's the pure, you know, I mean, like nobody who made the original series was involved with these. I mean, they were done by people who were very much Star Trek fans and everything, but you know, it's not, not exactly um, endorsed by the creators or anything like that because none of them are around. But at the same time, uh, you know, the way that they were done was so that they could be seamlessly branched on the Blu-ray and stuff like that. So the, versions which exist in 2005 are really kind of in a lot of ways the same episodes like there are no like edits or anything like that it's just updated effects so it's not like some sort of huge catastrophe if you watch the 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 remastered versions but I would certainly prefer the originals and you can get them you can get both of them on the blu-rays and on Netflix, I believe they just have the new versions, and right. on Amazon, I think they have both. At least oh, they used to. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's one thing I remember going on Netflix and seeing the remastered versions. But yeah, I do have the Blu-ray, so luckily I have both. And and with Next Gen, they did something which was really really cool, where they went back to the original elements, and they basically put all of the visual effects back together the same way that they did back in the eighties, only in HD, which oh. is, I can't even, I mean, the, the fact that they would go through that much work and spend that much money to do that is mind boggling to me, but they did. So what you're getting with the next generation remastered stuff is literally just the original episodes in HD. So oh. that that's definitely wow. the version to watch. It's really impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. Well, uh, is there anything else that we need to cover before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, I think we, we got to everything, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, maybe like, uh, I don't know. I kind of like doing like before and after kind of stuff. So like, what could we do here? The kind of like contrast with where we're going to end up. Like, what's a question we could ask ourselves now about Star Trek well, that we I, could ask ourselves at the end? I kind of brought it up. Like, like I guess what we should ask ourselves is like what we want to get out of the series. Um, at least that's what I'm thinking. Then we can go around and kind of say what we want to, to accomplish. Yeah, because like I said earlier, I want to come in with an open mind. I want to come out of this being a bigger Star Trek fan. Maybe not to the extent of like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, chaotic evil. But uh, I it just, 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 uh, I want a new appreciation of the series. Especially, I guess my main goal is to get more into the next generation because it feels like that's like a blind spot for me. I haven't given it a shot uh, really. So if I come out of this a bigger fan of next generation, 
Star Trek as a whole, then I would have said mission accomplished. So that's kind of what I want. It's just, of course, I mean, nobody's going to convince me otherwise that, you know, Wrath of Khan is um, one of the most amazing things ever. Um, And I love uh, the original series, but yeah. And beyond that, beyond Next Generation, I guess every other series, you know, Voyager, Enterprise, if I watch episodes and like appreciate those and yeah, I'll be happy. So I'm hoping not to just be an angry <laughs> uh, man by the end of this is my hope. So yeah, that's, that's what I want to get out of this series. You're thinking too small, Diego. It's all about Deep Space Nine. Deep <laughs> Space Nine. I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. I don't know. For for me, maybe I guess I, I I want to be more accepting of the films I don't care for. Everyone has this problem every once in a while, and they see a movie and they're like, "That's the worst thing I've ever seen," and oh, I hate it so much, and like, oh, I can't stand it, and like, you know, it's not real. It doesn't like actually impact our lives anyway. Uh, and I won't say which of the Star Trek films I, I feel mostly negative about until we get there and i want to see if i can approach them more responsibly i guess if when we talk about them because i think the most important thing when you're discussing any medium of art is to just recognize that hey what you think is the worst someone else might think is the best and it's a really interesting discussion when you can have that with a sane person uh not that everyone who hates something is insane but just like, you know, have a normal conversation. And that's why I like doing these podcasts too. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. We'll see. And I mean, Mike, I mean, you've done countless of hours and episodes on Star Trek. What could you possibly get out of doing another series where you talk Star Trek? Well, I think by talking to some people who know a lot about movies, but not as much about Star Trek. I'm hoping that I can gain that perspective on like how these work just as movies, you know, and not as part of this greater mythology, because it really is kind of hard to separate Star Trek from, you know, I mean, I, I totally understand where fans are coming from because I come from that perspective too, in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that Star Trek is the closest thing that I have to a religion because it's a series of stories which, uh, you know, are, are told in an effort to impart some sort of morality tale and, you know, uh, you know how, how you should be living your lives, whatever. And it, it, that is something which I really, really respond to. It's like very important to me. It's why... I will always watch Star Trek, no matter how terrible it is, because it's important to see what it has to say about the times that we are living in. But at the same time, I like the idea of divorcing myself from that and just looking at them objectively as movies compared to other movies, not compared to other Star Trek, you know? And I'm hoping that... I will gain a, even a greater appreciation for that by by talking to you guys about it from that perspective. But I'm also hoping that people listening to this who maybe are big movie fans but are not big Star Trek fans will discover Star Trek and appreciate it more. And I'm hoping that any Star Trek fans who might be listening to this who maybe aren't big movie fans will see 
what we have to say about them as movies and maybe appreciate them more, even if we're telling them that they're not as good as they thought they were or whatever, and maybe come to appreciate movies more too. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I just hope you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow you too. I just hope by the end we aren't at each other's throats. We won't be. <laughs> we I don't see be. how he could be. How, no how could way. Just wait till I give my opinion on Rathacon now. No, I'm <laughs> wait, just kidding. God damn it. <laughs> no, 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 no. This thing like, is over. <laughs> no, yeah. There's, there's not going to be a big surprise with our discussion on that one. I don't know. We, we, we uh, we've had off mic conversations about one particular movie in the Abrams uh, duo. Um, like, well, it's going to be fairly obvious, I think, now <laughs> which one it is. But <laughs> I, I think that'll be a contentious episode. But I think now, overall, stop giving um, sequels, please. It's going to be, it's going to be sorry, a good time. Sorry. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds of podcasts with my friend Max, and that is the most contentious things could ever possibly get about anything, including Star Trek. So I'm not overly concerned about uh, anything that could possibly happen. It's yeah, all- and then cut to us screaming at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like episode 13, yeah, whatever. All right. but that's perfectly fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with yelling at each other, right? I mean, that's no. good. No, it's all good. No, shut up! No. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's pretty much it then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Diego, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at twitter.com at, or slash the Diego Crespo and check out uh, my other podcast, The Waffle Press. And of course, don't forget to check out uh, Bayhem. All right. Marcelo, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, talkfilmsociety.com, where I'm the editor-in-chief. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Uh, by this point, by the time this comes out, I'm sure, yes, you will you would have enjoyed Bayhem, uh, hopefully on the Patreon or on the free feed. Uh, but yeah, but that's it. Check out all our other podcasts and our work over at TalksFromSociety.com. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. You can also find me on my website, FilmDamagePod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, which is all about film projection and other stuff just random movies whatever you know that sort of thing so i guess that's pretty much it for this week how do we want to sign off on this what, what's what's the oh uh, boy uh, i just Diego, uh, you had you had a you, i mean you, you came up with a good thing last time what's uh what's what's this what's our catchphrase this what time? was it the human adventure is just beginning i don't know is that <laughs> uh maybe we put a pin in it <laughs> okay thanks everybody bye bye Thank you.